You know what we call it? We call it, we stomp you out. Now, when I'm jumping up and down and I'm slamming my foot, we are stomping you out. We went on the road and we stomped out 11 straight. So just for the sake of good posture and for the fact that we are New York City and we are New Yorkers and we are very polite, we would like to extend this to every other team in the NFL and particularly for the last team we defeated, the New England Patriots, because you know what we did to you? We We stopped you out. Ballin' Before the game kicked off Giants. From the coin toss You can get your pass picked off Interceptions You gotta watch play action Guard your quarterback Cause straight hand sack Welcome to another edition of Blues Views 324 And by this time you're listening to this episode The Giants will be facing off the Broncos in 9 days This week I did a little something different Due to scheduling, I already recorded my pod with Harris, and we did our normal Friday episode, but I wanted to quickly jump in and talk about Michael Stray, the Michael Strahan news of him officially getting his number 92 retired by the New York Giants on November 28th against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Michael Strahan, like everybody, mostly most Giant fans my age of 34 years old, Michael Strahan means a big deal to us because he was larger than life and just a superhero. He was just, let's face it, a superhero. He was definitely one of the first three Giants that my memory my memory of like, oh, that's a giant, that's a football player, Michael Strahan, he's awesome, yada, yada, yada. I remember having cousins wearing his jersey, and then just him just being mic'd up a lot, and just always being in the center of attention, uh, and just always being a damn good player. So it's it's about time that they decided to actually retire his number. Uh, granted, he's already in the ring of honor for MetLife, I think it was just the right thing to do, especially with this year with Eli Manning getting both honors of the Ring of Honor and the Jersey retirement. It was just the right thing to do. Um, we all know his career. Obviously, he was a Hall of Famer and all the All Pros and Pro Bowls and the twenty-two and a half sack season uh, in two thousand one. Granted, was that sack a gift from Brett Favre? Yeah, whatever. It it is what it is at this point. It still happened and accounted, so there's no point of harping on it, especially giant haters that would not endlessly uh, talk about it. But um, it, it's just uh, going to be a surreal season going to all these like special moment games this year for Giant fans. Uh, it starts week three with Eli Manning getting his uh, number and name uh, immortalized in Giants history, even though it was already there. Uh, then later couple weeks later the Giants play the Rams and they're gonna celebrate the 10-year anniversary of Super Bowl 46 it's just insane that Super Bowl 46 is 10 years old well me and Harris will get more into that as the season goes on it's just surreal maybe closer to that game when the Giants play the Rams but it's crazy that the giant that giant game is that giant season is 10 years ago it's it feels it's like a different world. It really, it really, really is. And then later on in the season, it's uh, the Michael Strahan game on, like I mentioned before, November 28th. As of right now, it's a 1 o'clock kickoff, but who knows what happens. Maybe it could turn into a primetime game. 
We will never know, uh, depending on how the Giants and, of course, the Eagles are coming this season. So they could either both be really, really good or really, really bad. It really, It's going to be a funky, 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 funky like season, like always in the NFC East. So I'm looking forward to be going to these highlighted games like I mentioned before. Obviously, I'm excited to go to any game after being shut out last year due to COVID. Um. Before I just wrap it up, I'm, I'm, I just Michael Strahan is in my month, Mount Rushmore of New York Giants that I love and worship. I, I posted on Twitter that there there was a picture of um, Eli Manning, Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, and Jesse Armstead because the three of them surprised Michael at Good Morning America. So they showed a picture, and it was three out of the three out of the five all time favorite Giants of my top five. So. It was it was really cool to see all of them honoring Michael, and it's going to be even sweeter that day of seeing all the Giants from pre-2000 Giants, the 2000 Giants, and then, of course, the 2000s and up to 2007 Giants. So I'm assuming OC and all the other guys and Jesse Armstead and all the, all the other Giants guys that I learned and loved when I first started picking up the game of football. So... Congratulations, Michael, for finally getting here. Number retired. Granted, no one has worn it since 2007, so it's only a matter of time for that actually to happen. Even though they never officially did it, now they're officially doing it. So without further ado, you're going to enjoy my uh, pod with Harris from the other night. Full disclosure, because of uh, schedule constraints, it's a couple of days old, but it's still good. I know there was a few roster changes and people going on practice squad after we did this podcast, but it's still regardlessly good. Uh, regardlessly, it's it's still a good pod, I believe. Thank you for everybody for listening, and I will check you next week when it's game week against the Denver Broncos. Let's go. Enjoy the pod, rest of the pod with me and Harris. We're going to be talking about the final 53, even though it wasn't the final 53, which we knew. We'll talk about that later. And then after that, we taught do the win-loss uh, game that Mike Francesa and Mike, uh, Chris Maddog Russo would make famous all those years of us listening to WFN. So without further ado, enjoy. I'll talk to you guys next week. Go Giants. Welcome to another edition of Blues Views 324. I'm your host, Dan. And it is another edition with my good friend, Harris. Harris, how's it going today? Danny, it's going. How you doing? Doing good. Um, full disclosure, we are recording on Wednesday night. So, uh, it's one of those crazy weeks where fantasy drafts take over our lives. So we the only time we were able to record was Tuesday night, the day of the 50 the rosters would get cut down to 53 men obviously it is not the official roster since we still have a week and a half to get to opening day um we don't know obviously we do not know any waiver wire pickups or anything like that so if there's any other crazy trades between tuesday night and when i'm releasing this thursday yeah oh well that is what it is um before we get into it, where let's get in. Let's do the depth chart first, and then we'll talk about uh, any surprise cuts 
any surprise cuts with the situation. So with further ado, let me go through the uh, position by position and we can stop if you want to stop or if I want to stop at any any particular position right there. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So obviously we're going to start off with quarterbacks. It's uh, Daniel Jones and Mike London. Obviously no we knew no surprise there. We knew that was going to be the case. Uh, then it's running back. It's obviously Saquon, Devontae Booker, Gary Brightwell, uh, Colin Galapsbia, and Eli Penny. So we could stop here real quick. Uh, I, I was a big pushing for Chloe Comment to make the team. Uh, I, he obviously didn't make the team, which was kind of surprising. You're a Clement fan. You were for a while. Yeah, I thought he would make the team and be a good, solid number three. And I guess Brightwell pushed very late in the uh, into training camp. But I think we could have been, we would have been able to sneak him onto practice squad. So that's why I was a little weirded, uh, surprised by that. Well, Jones but, loves special teams, you know. So I think yeah, Brightwell was yeah. specials. And obviously, he had a good game also. Obviously, pads, so. right. Galapsia is a strictly special teams move, but it is weird seeing two fullbacks. That's a judge on move. Two. That's a judge move. Yeah, two, yeah, two but, fullbacks. Um, Nate Ebner is did visit with the team today, so if it happens the next twenty four to forty eight hours, he could easily be the one guy getting caught for Nate Ebner. But we shall see about that. All right. Um. Wide receivers, it is Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, Dante Pettis, John Ross, and CJ Board. Um, obviously, we were both uh, both still Sills fans. Yeah, I almost did it. Sills fans, <laughs> but um, once again, CJ Board was a special teams move, strictly special teams. Uh, we can get into like how many special, strictly special teams guys do we actually need? But when it's wide receiver six or seven, I guess you'd rather go with the special teams. Unfortunately, with Davis, yeah, hopefully this won't matter. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be shocked. Stills lands somewhere because he had a good enough training camp to stick on with someone, but. It is what it is. Obviously, with John Ross, granted, he hasn't been on the field the whole training camp. His speed is second to none, and that's what everybody is excited for. Maybe a, supposedly a new change of scenery might help. Who knows? We haven't seen him enough to get excited or not. So, uh, boys, the talking Giants. <laughs> they were talking of John Ross a little bit. Yeah. Can I get John Ross? I saw, yeah. I saw Justin Penick on there. Yeah, and obviously Dante Pettis is pretty right. solid as well. So right. it's really the biggest question mark on our wide receiver thing is because he's a rookie and we haven't seen him is Kadarius Tony. What is he gonna be? Uh hopefully hopefully he um shows us something, you know what I mean? All right, Titans getting better. Tony actually has some good reports health wise. He seems like he's yeah, getting I back think he's practice, finally so. Yeah, I think he's finally getting over whatever COVID um, illness aftermath he got. Uh, you're the one that had it, so I'm it's sure you. Yeah, so easy. I'm sure you're still battling stuff, and he's a professional football player. So <laughs> I had that. An for the record. Yeah. 
Um, but, tight ends is pretty um, pretty shallow. It's uh, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, and Caden Smith. Uh, we all know we are both pretty big Caden Smith fans, so happy. Hopefully he gets mm-hmm. more playing time depending on Evan Ingram's injury. Um, Jones they, likes Caden Smith as well. What's up? Jones likes Caden Smith. They have a pretty yeah, good- for whatever reason, they don't use him enough. It's one of those annoying things. He was his fa- one of his favorite targets his rookie year in 2019. Um, and then our our favorite position, <laughs> the biggest revolving door on the whole entire team is the offensive line. Um, right. With Andrew Thomas, Nate Solder, uh, and uh, Matt Pertis tackles, uh, Shane Lemieux and Will Hernandez, and we acquired uh, from the Bengals for B.J. Hill yesterday on Monday, Billy Price, a former first-round draft pick from the Ohio State. And today, uh, before cut-down day, oh, well, Billy Price is going to be the interior backup. He's going to be the backup for Nick Gates or if any of the guard situations go down badly. Um, And then today, the Giants traded with the Baltimore Ravens for a former fourth-round pick from the University of Michigan, Ben Breedson. So Bredesen, Breedston. Yeah, Ben uh, Breedston. So, honestly, he had a better grade than uh, Shane Lemieux going into the same draft. He, he, that's what I read around. I didn't – obviously, I'm not a scout. So, uh, we'll see what happens and, like, we'll, they'll play it out. They're obviously not done building the offensive line. There's a lot of people, and I agree with them, and you agree with them as well because we've had this talk ad nauseum honestly let's be real it is what it is that they should have addressed it granted they did spend three draft picks in 2020 but it's still a work in progress and they should have maybe gotten another guy in the draft or two guys in the draft to like just completely try to just end the drought that's whatever reason our offensive line is crap um, right. I know, you, I know you said that you can't have enough cornerbacks, especially the same thing, can't have enough linemen. So I'm happy right. we're making some moves and hoping it's not too little too late with these guys. But Right. The only shocking cut from the offensive line, but I'm assuming both players are better, but John, Jonathan Harrison not making the team was kind of um, shocking because yeah. he had a good training camp. So Good um, preseason backup center and it would have been nice to keep him but you got to trust the scouts on this one because you know these are guys that you know they know better than us and hopefully the new guys we brought in change of scenery both high highly graded draft picks so right you know, we're getting younger too as well you know Benison is only he's pretty young price is young so yeah yeah so it's it's obviously like we've mentioned ad nauseum it's going to be this team's going to go as far as the offense is going to go. So um, now with the defense, this is going to be fun. We'll go D-line. We go Austin Johnson. Raymond Johnson is one of the final uh, people that made it onto the roster. Really What's good up? camp. Yeah, he, play a really good camp. Yeah, really he did team. have a really good camp. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, Sexy Dexy, who's going into year three, a lot of people are expecting – a uh, Dalvin's, Dalvin uh, Tomlinson type of leap. 
Uh, we have Danny Shelton, who I like a lot. Obviously, um, he's going to fill the void for Dalvin. And I think he's just as good as Dalvin, but Dalvin's a little bit better with the pass rush. And our boy Leo to round out the defensive line. Um, yeah. Strong group. That's the strength of our team, I think, right? In the Yeah, that's, that's definitely – that's definitely a very big strength. A uh, couple of cuts on the D line, nothing to really ride home about. Uh, a Fedebo is a hybrid between linebacker and defensive line. Um, he's more fitted for the three four, a uh, four three. I should I should say I'm sorry. So unfortunately, he didn't make the team. That was one of our bigger free agent signings, and unfortunately, didn't make it. Um, all right, this is where the fun begins. Um, outside, we're going to go uh, the linebackers as a whole. I'm going from the NewYorkGiants.com depth chart. So it's as as official as official. Um, we're going to go down the list, no order. Cam Brown, who turned into our gunner on punts over that the Brown. training camp. So that's been fun. He's strictly uh, special teams for majority of the time. Lorenzo Carter, Carter Coughlin, Tay Crowder, Trent Harris, Blake Martinez, Aziz Ojolari, Reggie Raglan, Ellerson Smith, and O'Shane Zimenez. And then corners, it's <laughs> the cockroach himself. I can't believe he made the team, but good for him. Sam Beal, James uh, Bradbury, Keon Chazen, who he just recently got in a trade. Uh, Darnay Holmes, Adoree Jackson, Josh Jackson, who we got from the Packers last week, Julian Love, and my guy from Notre Dame, Xavier McKinney, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, and Rodarius Williams. Good for Rodarius. Hopefully he hangs on to a roster spot. He had a very good camp and a fan favorite going leaving camp. So good for him with that. Special teams is Riley Dixon, uh, Riley Dixon and Graham Cano, and they cut their long snapper today, but he'll be back tomorrow. So the next couple of days. So that is your 53-man roster going Ooh. into week one. It's probably not going to be the roster in the next couple of days because there will be slower moves in the depth charts of trying to fill voids or waiver wires and everything like that. So, I don't know. We've talked about it ad nauseum. It's the defense is very stout. The offense has a ton of potential, but can they get it going? Can the offensive line block and do what they need to do? Can Daniel Jones limit his, Rookie mistakes for a person that is a three-year pro. Can Saquon stay healthy? A lot of lot of questions on the offense. A lot and of question marks. If it comes together, it could be a beautiful thing. But like you said, the offensive line has got to protect Daniel Jones. And the interception, I don't want to bring it up from the other night. It was, you know, I'm still like living one-yard line. But that was like a rookie mistake. It kind of, it kind of gave me some flashbacks towards – you know, last year and the turnovers, they have to stop at some point. He's better than that. You have to think he knows, you know, you can't throw across your body, across the field on the one yard line, live for another down. They still would have yeah, had a point. It, it, it's, I see some people and I, and I know what the frustrating thing about Giants Twitter in a whole um, is 
they have whipping boys and i know it. we we all know it we we've been on the whipping boy train of evan ingram and apparently he's supposed to stop right there but if you look at the replay there's four patriots right around them right just I can't don't throw the ball yeah it's just like yeah there's three guys there's four guys just chill you know what i mean just don't throw the ball like hey, that's last the, year against the steelers the, the opening night game yes it was like a, a similar t- play when bud dupree, we... bud dupree rushed jones out and he kind of just threw it up. Remember to Casey Hayward in the end right. zone? There was like four Steelers in the end zone. And again, he's kind of got to live to it play another same down. Exact, it was the same exact situation. I don't know about the play, but it's just like you just wasted a 10-minute drive. Just just right. either A, run it if it's the regular season, or B, just throw it away, live another down. It's going to be third down. Figure it out. Like that's – shit like that bothers me to no end. And it's just – You were upset. I was upset. And – yeah, the combination that night of the offensive line and that mistake, I think it left a little sour taste in our mouth. And and like, and that's the annoying thing. That's what I was trying to tell on the S and D football preview, is that Daniel Jones could be a very good to solid quarterback for a team that's ready to make a make the playoffs. It's just, can he? Feel the pocket pocket sometimes, and I and it's very scary that he still can't going into year three, and then he'll make boneheaded mistakes where it's like we don't need those risks sometimes. Just just get us what we need to get. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and then it's Jason Garrett not opening up the offense, whether they it's because of the line or they don't trust Daniel Jones completely or the wide receivers can't get open completely. It's just a hosh posh of scenarios of what the hell, man. Like, so and thankfully, thankfully his yeah. final drive, excuse me, thankfully for his final drive, he got it going and, and he sort of touched on that. So it made us feel a tad better about his performance because his performance wasn't anything spectacular. <laughs> his air yardage was over like just a little over six yards per throw. So that's yeah. not going to cut it. But at least he was efficient with the ball until he threw the pick. Like our yeah, vibes yeah. would have been a little bit more positive, especially since we didn't see him the whole training camp. We've, we've had this talk. This like He should have played a little bit. I'm not saying... It was right or wrong, but I personally, if I was Joe Judge, I would have had him play it at least a little bit more. He, he, you can tell, he looked, he looked fine. I don't know. Yeah, I was banging the door know. down. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of making excuses for Daniel Jones. It's year three. He, he, he needs to, he needs to show us something. You know. No, I was banging the door too to get Jones out in preseason and. I think last the other night actually solidified it. I think he could have used some more reps just because I want to see, you know, the one mistake. Hopefully it was a fluke thing, but he needs all the reps he can get at this point. The whole offensive line does together. And yeah, we're I know we're 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 fed up with it, Dan. <laughs> no more losing seasons. It's time to, to get going. And he's gonna be the guy that has this has to stop. So right. All right. Let's quickly go through the our our classic Mike Francesa, Mike in the um, Mike Francesa, Chris Madu, Mad Dog Russo, 
and do the overs, overs and unders of uh, the overs and unders. unders of uh, the Giants schedule. Uh, we're gonna go quickly through this week one against Denver. I think we're gonna win. Week you gotta two, win. I say win. What do you think? I had a sort of loss. I think that the combination of Von Miller, Chubb, and the veteran Bridgewater. Um, I, yeah, I just don't trust the it's gonna line be a, again. It's gonna be a close win, but I yeah. think we're gonna. I think we're gonna it's gonna be obviously take obviously take the under for this game if you're betting it. Oh yeah, for for sure. So, all right, week two, Thursday night in Washington. Do we continue the streak in Washington on Thursday night on a short week? I think we do. We just have their number right now. Giants are two and out. I don't want to be kept in negativity, but I have the Giants starting 0 and 2. Another freshman loss at Washington. I think Chase Young can wreck some havoc. And I just see Fitzpatrick having a game. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think we're going to start a little slow this year. Here we go again. Uh, <laughs> week three, Eli Manning's game, home against the Falcons. You got to say we win this game. I have a win for this one. This is the first game right. went back. Saquon, the starters get going a little bit, and one and two to start off for me. All right, we're three and oh for me. Oh boy, this is not happening. All right, week four. This is going to be a delicate situation because they are supposed to be at New England Saints. I mean, New Orleans Saints. And unfortunately, with everything that's going on with the Hurricanes, the Saints could be on the road for at least the first month of the season. So who knows where the Giants and Saints are playing this game uh, as of as of today? I heard, Dan, that it might be in um, AT&T Stadium at Dallas. So that would give us two back to back games in the same stadium, Uh, which I would kind of like. Isn't that something? That's what I would like to see see that but um you know hopefully everyone in new orleans is okay but from what i heard now the first quarter of the season is going to be played in texas for the saints as of now which could always change all right so with the situation again i, I think we're gonna i i think we're gonna lose i don't know it's just a, a weird situation about- i don't know it's something about the saints that we just can't put a pin on it then it could be a rallying cry from everything they're going through. Those fans are going to be up for it. And I have a loss, Alvin Kamara. I, I could just picture it. And again, then we're going to slow, start slow this year. That's my theme. So, all right. Well, this is where the fun begins. Week five in Dallas, 425. I have them losing. It's just Game for week. whatever reason in Dallas, for whatever reason, we can't find a way to win recently. I don't think our offense matches up enough to, to match the firepower that Dallas has. No, I don't healthy. think so either. And their strength is also they have a good pass rusher. So, Lawrence, I, I think we're going to lose that game. Right. Week six, Los Angeles Rams. Oh, it's going to be the 10-year anniversary uh, at halftime. I, I like the – personally, I like the Rams. So, the Giants are on a three-game losing streak – Excuse me, the Giants are on a three-game losing streak for me. So, Dan, I have another loss. Oh, my God. You are very dumb. going to wreck havoc. I was one in five, but if you bear with me, it's going to get better. All right. One in five to start the season. And we've been there before. You've seen this one, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
thank God I'm Mr. Positivity right now, even though we're on a three-game losing streak. <laughs> All right. Week seven, home against the Carolina Panthers. I'm expecting a win for that one. A win for sure. Put us at two and five. All right. Week eight, Monday Night Football at Kansas City. Loss. We don't even have to get into that game. <laughs> no, no breakdown, just a loss, loss. Uh, week Last nine. Right. Week nine, home against the Raiders. I say win. win. We're the same team, basically. We're the week same 10. team, a little more talent all around. So that's yeah. the going into the bye weeks. You have a set. What, what do you have a record at going into the bye? I have... Uh, Three and six. Three and six. Mine is, oh, hold on. One second. I lost my screen. Five and, five and four of them? Yeah, I have mine a lot better. Uh, let's see. Winning versus Denver, win against Washington, win against the Falcons. So that's three wins. Loss, loss, loss. Three and three. Four and three. Four and four. Four and four, five and four with the Ra- with the Raiders. So I'm five and four right now. I'm three and six. And then week eleven, Monday night again against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. We're losing that one. It's going to be the typical. Well, yeah, I think this is going to be a game. I think we're going to lose the game, but I think we're going to have a. It's going to be the typical. Eli Man, um, not Eli Manning. The typical, typical Giants play closer than everybody expects, and then blows it at the end. I have this game as our turning point. I think we're going to lose a close game, but I think it's going to be a strong second half. We'll get into that as we go. Okay, Week Twelve, home against Philly. Uh, we're going to win that one. I have a win. Week Thirteen at Miami. I think we're going to win. That will be another tough. Win a game week 14 uh, at the Chargers. I think we're gonna lose that one. I have us losing at Miami and winning against the Chargers on the road. Okay, week 15 at Dallas. I mean, home against Dallas. I think we win. We split with them. I have a win as well. I think it's a bad time. We'd be Dallas. Week, week six, uh, week 16. Day after Christmas at Philadelphia, I say win. We they are just completely terrible this year. I'm going another win. I think we're going to be motivated to win that game as well after Philly's tank job last year, right? Which kept us out of the division. So I think win big time. I think we're going to stick it to them also. Week 17 at Bears. Um. We need a win because we want a better draft pick from the Bears. God knows what happens with Justin Fields. I think the defense is strong enough to handle Justin Fields. It will be another defensive battle, and Giants pull it out. And then Week 18, home against the Redskins. Oh, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. team. (laughs) I have a win win there. I think we're – I was losing the first game to Washington. We're not going to lose twice to Washington the same year, and we're going to go out with a win. Yeah, I screwed up. There's no way they're going to – they shouldn't – they probably will split with the Reds – with Washington. Crap. It was strong defense. They're, they've been stock-loading first-round picks in that Yeah, D-line. I mean, looking yeah. back on it, we probably lose week two. 
I'm going to switch losing to week two and we win week 18. So I have this at around eight and nine to nine and eight. There's one or two games that could pretty much go either way. So I have us hovering around 500 and yeah, yeah, I think we have more more potential than that. But as of now, the offensive line, that's a big enough question mark. And with all the injuries to start the year, I think we're going to start a little slow. And hopefully we steal one or two there because we're going to need that. But Yeah, no, definitely. I'm counting in my head. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely around the same. I'm switching. I'm thinking we're going to lose week two. Hopefully we're both yeah. wrong. But, yeah, looking back on it, uh, I'd rather the Giants win at the end of the year at home than if they were to lose week two, they lose week two, especially on a short week. It's more realistic. It, there's a lot of question marks, especially now with the Saints game not being in New Orleans as of right now. So we shall see what happens. I just thought that was a nice, fun – we don't have a game to preview this week. A um, little sh- fun exercise I always like to do. Anyway, next time next week, Harris, we'll be previewing week one against the Denver Broncos. So – Enjoy your final weekend without NFL football, meaningful NFL football, and I will catch you guys next week. Have a good one, and let's go Giants. Later, guys. Go Giants.